Welcome to the Gallery Girl podcast. Gallery Girl is a London-based website and curatorial platform dedicated to contemporary art from across the globe. In this podcast, we're going to focus on female artists, curators and practitioners who highlight art with roots in West Asia and North Africa. Enjoy. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to mention that towards the end and at some points, the audio quality is not perfect, but you've got to bear with us. We're in the middle of a pandemic and every time I want to do anything useful, the internet stops working. I also wanted to take a moment to say that I left in a couple of moments about Ida and I laughing about our hats and other silly things. This podcast was so much fun to record and I hope you guys will see the jokes and laugh along as much as we did. Love it. Okay, cool. Okay. Are you ready? I'm just going to do like a quick intro. Should I wear my hat? If you want. Oh my God, I love cowboy. I had a cowboy birthday last year. I'm going to wear mine. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you look like Lana Del Rey kind of right now. Okay, I wish I was her. Let's go. Let's go this. Welcome to the Gallery Girl podcast. This episode is in partnership with Hana, a contemporary art gallery representing women artists from the Arabian Peninsula. In this episode, my guest is Ida Bada, an artist from Brooklyn who formerly trained as a portrait painter. She is currently living and working between Cyprus and Istanbul and has recently begun exploring a more honest style of painting that she feels truly reflects her subject's desires, memories, and allure. And we're super excited to have her. Welcome, Ida. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with our cowboy hats. And- <laughs> yes, yeah, so for everyone listening, Ida and I are both on Zoom wearing cowboy hats and it's a very good look. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So Ida, when did you first know you wanted to be an artist? Um, This is my favorite question because I love the story that goes along with it and it truly just speaks for who I am as a person. Um, My mother used to be an artist and um, I was so delusional as a kid. You know how when you travel at an airport and you pretend that you're traveling alone just to feel something? Yeah. So basically my mother used to make these incredible like hyper realistic uh, pencil drawings and I would take these drawings and I would go to school the next day I would tell everybody that I did this and imagine I was like seven eight now tell me how a seven or eight year old <laughs> drew Cleopatra so at that point um, I knew this is something that I actually wanted to do because it felt very good to get praised regardless of whether it was my work or not the praise and the validation felt very good <laughs> Yeah, that's so sweet. And um, by the yeah. way, I didn't know if you were interested, but Kim Kardashian's daughter is like an artist now. And did you see all the? Yeah, no, I saw it. Um, I didn't believe it until I saw her art teacher's daughter make a TikTok yeah. about this whole thing. She's like, by the way, she does this for all her students, and she pulled up the receipts. She showed everybody everything, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe mm-hmm. North. West is a better painter than I will ever be and I'm okay with that <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that and what kind of things like did you go to art school uh yeah I studied art my bachelor's was in fine arts um with like a specialty in painting mm-hmm. and now I'm doing my MFA in the exact same thing <laughs> cool. and what made you decide to go to Cyprus 
Um, I, because listen, I first wanted to go to Istanbul. This was my dream city. This was the city that I first felt like, you know what, love exists, okay? I was nine, 10 years old and I'm seeing couples walking around like feeding each other chocolate. I'm like, love exists in this city. I wanna live there. And so it has been my dream for so long to live in Istanbul didn't work out I'm like what's the next best thing also the closest thing Cyprus and so here I am um with dreams of still moving to Istanbul fingers crossed I have no idea but I'm working on it but no Cyprus is incredible it's a beautiful understated island um it's not really like the island vibes like you go with sea girls on holiday like island vibes yeah it's not like that it's um it's a different type of island. Yeah. And it's what a livable is, island, yeah. Right. And what is the art scene like there? I have not been able to um, actually leave the house, not because of COVID, but also because of COVID, um, but also because of who I am as a person. I have no idea what's going on outside my house, to be honest. I'm just completely self-involved. <laughs> um, but I don't know, I guess it's more of a historical place than it is like a contemporary art scene mm -hmm. that you would get in like bigger cities. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. And I love your paintings and the women in them. They're so beautiful. Who, who like, are they people that you know or are they people from your imagination? Um, all of these women are women in my life. And you know what's so funny? When somebody looks at my work, they're like, you only paint women. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't only paint women. I only paint these women, right? Because these women have impacted my life in a way that I can't even begin to describe. They possess characteristics that um, I want to embody. And they resemble my mother in one way, shape or form, whether it be how passionate my mother is, how sensual she is, or how, um, nurturing she is these women have nurtured me in the same way and I feel so drawn to them um and I feel like the love that they give me inspires me so much and drives me to the point where I am so obsessed with them that I just need to continuously draw them yeah that's so beautiful Thank um you. what are you working on right now <clears throat> I'm this is not a mommy issues podcast, but I'm doing my MFA project about my mom. Yeah. But I think that's really beautiful. I think as you get older, you kind of appreciate your mom so much, so much more. So true. You know, I used to feel so much tension growing up with my mom. I'm like, I couldn't figure out why there was so much tension. And then I realized very recently, we're the exact same person. Yeah. You can't escape that. Um, so basically what I'm doing right now is um, I'm when I first say I'm writing my memoir, I don't actually mean I'm writing my memoir like I'm on my deathbed, but I'm just writing um, bits and pieces of my life that I feel like have, you know, shaped who I am today. And a lot of these um, important moments include my mom. And um, so I'm taking bits of pieces of my writing and translating that either into paintings or like installation bits. Whenever I say I'm gonna go into installation, vis video, audio, it was like, show us. I'm like, 
I don't know what to tell you. It doesn't exist, but the intention is there yeah. for sure. Yeah. And what does your mom think of your work? My mom loves my work so much. Like, but this is also very recent. She doesn't know that I'm completely obsessed with her and like devoting my entire career. <laughs> she doesn't know this, um, but she loves my work so much, um, especially at since we were both, you know, getting older, so we're more, more comfortable um, talking to each other and stuff. She's been more open about um, her feelings about my work. And I feel like that's very admirable. She, it, like, I don't know, she thinks it's beautiful. Sometimes that's, she doesn't, yeah. sometimes she does. But I will form the question in a way to get her to say what I want her to say. I will manipulate her into saying that my art is good. I need that validation so bad. <laughs> That's amazing because if my mom liked something I'd made, she'd tell me about it. <laughs> oh, no, moms are, moms are just so incredible and so timeless. Like you can't, I'm about to start crying. No, I'm not. Are you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as well as making paintings, you're also a photographer and you have this Instagram account. I think it's on Instagram called Ugly Food But Good. Can yeah. you tell me about that? Um, so I wouldn't call myself a photographer. I've done some photography, but mostly it's just like, I got a camera, right? I bought a camera, I'm gonna use it, okay? <laughs> um, I wouldn't call myself a photographer at all, but I, I, I dabble. Um, but Ugly Food with Good was something that I started, I think in 2017, where basically it started off as, you know what, I need to not just watch what I eat, but like make sure that I eat. So I uh, made it a point to post every time that I ate in a way that was not really aesthetically pleasing. I had no intention of creating a statement or anything it was just out there into the world like I'm eating cereal or I'm eating this and that and I would rate the food and uh, I would let people know how I'm feeling I'm like oh I feel so bloated like why did I eat onions or like I'm so depressed I wish I was one of those people that would stop eating when they're depressed I can't um, so I was very very honest on that platform and I think this is the mo most honest that I've been in my life um, about anything um, so I wanted to use it as a platform to showcase what I was eating, but also to, um, you know, when you go to a restaurant and the waiter makes it a point to create food so Instagrammable and have like a live performance, you know, the creme brulee and the, you know, the matcha pour and all these foods. I hate that. I hate it so much. I feel like I've lost my appetite once I've seen it. It doesn't feel good to look at. It feels like it's been played around with too much. Um, it doesn't feel honest. And what I want to do or what I was doing, I've taken a break from eating on ugly food, but good, I still eat. But um, <laughs> what I wanted to do was capture food in a way that wasn't um, aesthetically pleasing. It's just the way that the food is, how you normally eat it on a day-to-day -day basis, like in your own you know, in the privacy of your own home or when, you know, you're not feeling the need to take a photo of it for Instagram and like yeah. 
caption it, some hashtag foodies, whatever. I really appreciate that, especially in London. It feels like half the restaurants in the last few years have just been made with Instagram in mind, you know, like flower walls and they're all pink. And if, if a restaurant yeah. is pink or has a flower wall, I don't want to go there. Um, so speaking of photos for your for your paintings are they taken from photographs or are they like from your imagination or your memories of these women and your mom I wish I was I've actually never painted my mom which is absolutely crazy but I paint women who resemble my mom um so I think fair enough right um no, I would just ask my friends to take a selfie. I would tell Dana, like, hey, I feel the urge to paint right now, which implies that I'm painting her. So I'm like, take a selfie. Never mind that she takes 60 um, because she's also self-obsessed. <laughs> okay, so um, how, like, when you're painting images of these women, how do you go about it? You told me you asked them to send you pictures. Um, yeah, no, I asked them to send me selfies. Actually, um, I'm so glad that my friends are so in love with themselves that they have no issue, like, just blowing up my phone with, like, millions of selfies, and I do appreciate that about them, and so they send me their selfies, and what I do is, like, create the environment around them. Or like the you know the visual landscape um so running them the photo usually it's a red background yeah why red um but sometimes when i'm feeling a bit more experimental i'll add a seashell you know i'll do some selfies yeah search paper on why red like that's actually that's like red is the most important color in the world it's like the color that was first invented and it's the color that your eye sees first and it's so interesting because people will never know how i see red and I love colors do you not agree i i i feel like we're in agreement about well you, you're very convinced red is actually my mom's favorite color and i know oh, wow. it's an important color so yellow is my favorite color but i know that i look red red best in red I feel like you do have like a red, like I could see you in like a, a poofy red dress. Like, you know, the, the dress with the poofy sleeve. Right. I have one red dress that my mom makes dresses. She makes very good dresses. I can see that. I hate wearing red. Really? That is incredible. That's such a motherly thing to do to sew and to make things using your hands that's so I'm on, like one of these people where she's like um she'll see something in a shop and she'll be like lizzie i can do that better why would you pay for it i'll do it which is great wow yeah <laughs> but um yeah. yeah wait say something hello is this better for you yeah i think no so. hello yeah yeah okay. it's because you were like there was no sound i was like what's going on <laughs> um <laughs> i was literally just breathing <laughs> well that's good we're all alive here. Um, so what is your <laughs> what is your experience been like um, working with Hana? Um, it I mean it, it just started out, but I 
uh, have known Ocean. My my brain reads her name as Ocean, which I love, by the way. It's like an ocean that I want to dive into. Um, yeah. But I know it's pronounced Ocean. Um, when I met her in 2019, um, it was such a magical and sweet moment of like her just being so open and so honest and so passionate about what she wants to do. And I think Hana at that point was just a budding idea. Um, but I was so on board to do anything with her. I saw so much potential in what she's capable of doing. And to see it come to life recently has been so, so beautiful. And um, to put what OCN is into words would not do it any justice. That's very sweet. Such a lovely group of artists that she's cultivated. Um, and how do she definitely has good taste? Definitely. Um, and does your heritage impact on your work at all or not? I'm so sorry. I thought you were going to say, does my hair impact my work? Oh, well, does that too? <laughs> Let me put hair routine for you. <laughs> yes, it does. Actually, I love my curly hair. <laughs> my heritage. No, it doesn't. To be honest, it really doesn't. I wish it did. I wish I was one of those people who were so passionate about their culture and their upbringing to the point that they create an entire body of work about it. Yeah. I can't do that. I, my, my drive is just love. Like I will paint out of love for you know the people that I'm painting and out of love for um just painting in itself um there's really nothing profound about what I do except for the fact that it you know it's, I think it's, it's so all about beauty beautiful. it's about vanity no I think it's really beautiful everything that you described um so what are your plans and hopes for the future is this a job interview? Like, is this the, where do you see yourself in five years? Well, okay. in five months, uh, because who knows with this pandemic going on? <laughs> well, my hopes for the future was to get two dogs, but I, this happened, I have two dogs right now. Didn't ask for them, but they're living with me. So that's one thing off the list. Um, but in terms of my work, um, I would hope to explore more mediums and um, create a work that I can feel so, um, how do I, how do I, so like tied to, you know what I mean? Because the work that I'm making right now, obviously like, I love it. I, because it, you know, it stems from love and it's, it's, it's budding, but I don't feel as connected to it because it's not so personal to me. Maybe it's personal to um me on some sort of level but on a deeper level it doesn't really represent who I am um in a way that feels super honest um and it doesn't really come from a place of you know self-discovery or like catharsis it's like no I literally just love to paint and I love these women I'm doing what I can um so yeah I would hope to see myself painting in a more honest way. Amazing. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention? 
besides the fact that every time I look at you, your hat changes, <laughs> like it just changes positions. <laughs> um, no, uh, it was so nice talking to you because I love hearing myself talk and I love being listened to. Um, so this was very nice and I hope you feel the same. <laughs> No, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. And I feel like you also love cowboy hats. I genuinely had a cowboy picnic for my birthday last year. Oh my God. I realized that there's a tarboosh underneath my thing. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I really didn't want to say anything because I thought it was one of these, you know, these like umbrella hats. <laughs> you, know, you know, there's a thing that goes around. I have a stand of hats because I like hats. <laughs> Wait, I want to see on without the <laughs> I thought it felt a bit weird. Wait, that looks so much more normal. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I was like, why does it look like when Pharrell used to wear that hat? Do you remember? <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, as I should be finishing this. Yeah. Thank you okay. for listening to my conversation with Ida I hope you've had as much fun as we have you can follow Ida on Instagram at Ida Badder and you can follow Hana at Hana.art thank you so much Ida yeah. thank you so much Lizzie um,